I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to mini episode 293 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have one spooky story for you today and it comes from the 10th of April 2023 and our story today comes from Anonymous. For background, I am an agnostic, still at times sceptical despite it all and never really sure if I can fully accept all that happened because I know talking about it with other people who may not believe me would make me feel bad. Whether I am just crazy or not, it was all very real to me. My mum raised me as a Christian and my dad was a spiritualist. They were separated. I lean more towards spiritualism and own things like tarot and crystals. Gone to spiritualism church but never fully dedicated or believed. I more just messed around with it. This will be important later. House 1 This is the house that I grew up in and my mum still lives in. I don't see or feel anything there now but as a kid it was different. Firstly, in the lounge, there was a large front window that covered one wall. We had both blinds and curtains and the window looked out onto our front garden and the street. The garden was big enough away from the street that you would only be on it or near our window or front door deliberately. We had a security light on the wall next to the window overlooking the window and pointing to the front door. If someone came by the front door at night, the light would come on. It hardly ever did and mostly just for the cat crossing the path. For a period of five or so years I had seen maybe four to six times at night the shadow of a man outside our lounge window at night time. This would only occur in a specific way. The security light would come on. He would come out from the left side of the curtain and move across the window dancing from side to side with his arms in the air and his palms up stepping from one foot to the other and leaning as he steps. The only image I can think of to describe it is like a clown dancing, like he was trying to be funny or entertaining. It wasn't funny or entertaining though and it didn't look like a clown, just a regular outline of a man figure. I wasn't scared but more confused, no one else seemed to see it. On one of the occasions I was sat with my mother watching TV. The TV was in front of the window and all of our chairs pointed to it. You cannot miss a huge manly shadow dancing across our floor to ceiling window. She did not see it though, and told me if I saw something it was probably just a neighbour. This was a huge mystery to me at around maybe 9 or 10, and I tried to debunk it a few times. I tested how I could recreate the sharpness and size of the shadow from just standing on the street, not at all, to standing outside the window. I could not recreate it, all my shadows were blurry or the contrast was not enough. The shadow I saw was so sharp and clear that would be like someone literally passing out against our window which again doesn't work but is the closest theory. 
I also figured if it was a person, I would catch them. As soon as he would appear, I would run over and fling open the blinds. I figured they would not have enough time to run away completely, and as I lived in a cul-de-sac, I would at least see someone on the street or walking away. No one was ever there, and the street was always empty. The last time it happened, it accompanied a large flash, which was unusual, like an old camera flash or a lightning, although there was no storm. Again, I was the only one to see it, and it was chalked up to nothing. Fast forward to me being 20 or 21, I was no longer living there and neither were my siblings. My niece and nephew went there once a week for babysitting. My mom brought up once about how my nephew was talking about the man who lived in the window and said how funny it was that I used to say similar. He would have been something like three or four at the time. Once I was there with him and I asked about it. He took me by the hand, walked me into the lounge and the left window curtain. He pointed at it and said that's where the man in the window lives. I didn't get anything more out of him and he no longer remembers but I won't forget. My family believed growing up that I could see things that they couldn't. So I don't know why they would shrug off the man in the window but they didn't shrug off my imaginary friend. My mum and dad tell me that from the moment I could talk one of my first words was Rosie and I never stopped talking about my friend Rosie and played with her. We knew no alive Rosies, and I remember my family having me draw pictures of her. I don't remember her vividly now, but I remember the pictures I drew. She had long brown curly hair, and I drew a big bow on it because she loves bows. I drew her in a green dress covered in flowers, because I had that dress and it was her favourite and she was jealous of it. I didn't know why they had me drawing pictures of her at the time. Later on, I was informed that my grandmother had a cousin who died as a little girl. They were best friends and she was called Rosie. I was given a necklace from my grandmother that has a picture of Rosie on one side and herself on the other side as little girls. It was one of her treasured possessions. The chain broke, but I keep the most important part in my jewellery box for safekeeping. My grandmother has long since passed away. Other things happened in that house that my dad said is spirits communicating with me. I remember being four or five and sat in bed with many voices all speaking at once like a large crowd. I was upset and confused. House 2 At 15 I moved in with my dad and my stepmom. I was going through an abusive relationship which I won't go into the details of. The house I moved into my dad said had spirits that he happily lived with. They would make things disappear and reappear, play with the lights etc. My dad, when he had enough, would simply ask them to leave him alone for a while and everything would go back to normal. I lived there for around one year. I had the most awful nightmare during this time and I was sure I was awake at the time. I woke up in bed and the room was bathed in a red light. I reached over to the lamp on the bedside table and tried to turn it on but nothing happened. I remember the corner of my duvet at the bottom of the bed flipping up and feeling something grabbing my ankle and dragging me down the bed. I got on the floor and scrambled up. I opened my bedroom door which led out onto the landing and the stairs. I wanted to leave. The red light was still around and you couldn't see the full staircase from my door, just the top of the stairs. I could see though a long shadow coming up the stairs of someone in a bowler type hat. I still remember the overwhelming fear that I had and the feeling that I was going to die. I shut the door and ran back to my bed. I figured my only hope was my dad. My bed was in the corner and the head of the bed was against the adjoining wall to his bedroom. I stayed at the top of the bed in the corner, banging and clawing at the wall, screaming for my dad to wake up but getting no response. 
It was like I was trapped in a bubble and I felt the bubble burst inside my throat and my screams got louder and then my dad was there in my room. He said that he heard me screaming and that I had a nightmare. He consoled me and stayed up with me. There were scratch marks on the wallpaper where I had been and my dad thought it was some form of sleep terror or sleepwalking. House number three. I moved in with the person that I was in an abusive relationship with at 16. Several of his friends had told me his house was haunted and that something negative was in it, but I didn't believe them. One night we were in bed and there was a closet next to the bed with no door. He gave me a hug and as I hugged him and looked over his shoulder I could see into the closet. There was an old man reaching out to me standing in the door of the closet. He scared me but he didn't necessarily look scary. It was more like he was just completely overgrown. His hair was long and his nails were long, like something out of one of those world records. He was wearing practically rags. I didn't say anything and I blinked and he was gone. Later I did say something to the person that I was with and they said that their ex-girlfriend when she lived there had seen the same thing in that closet. One night I was about to go upstairs with him. We were the only two people in the house. There was a shadow on the wall at the bottom of the stairs coming from the top of the stairs where the light was. It was the outline of a person just head and shoulders. Again no one else saw it and I could not recreate it myself later when trying to debunk it. The house had two bedrooms. One was a small room that was a nursery for his other kids and my kid, who I'd had with my abuser. The people who had told me it was haunted said it was the small room that they didn't like to be in. The room wasn't weird to stand in, but if you were stood in the garden, you would get a weird feeling from the window of the small room. No one who went in that garden could knock the heavy feeling of being watched. My daughter was born and used to sleep in that room. She started sleeping in my bed more and more because I became scared of her room eventually. When she was at the babbling stage, I would lay in bed at night and would sometimes hear her babbling. More than once, I swear I could hear the tones of something talking back at her. I could never make out the words, but it was muffled and a lower tone of voice. Noisy toys would also set off on their own for no apparent reason. Mostly this Tigger radio that I could not get to stop playing whenever it was in that room. I went in once after hearing a crash and found all of the drawers open and the room messy when it wasn't before. Sometimes when I closed my eyes I could see colours. If there was a reflective surface or light and I close my eyes and I can see the outline of whatever I'm looking at. On two occasions this caused something. I was reading in the lounge and lowered my book slightly. On the other side of the settee was a lamp so the light came into my view as I lowered the book slightly. I closed my eyes and the outline of the most awful-looking, demon-looking face was really close up to me. It had its mouth open like it was snarling. Another time I was in the bath and laid in the water looking up at the ceiling. I closed my eyes and saw the outline of a young man bent over the bath looking at me with concern. Very different faces and feelings. I sat in the lounge once and there was a bottle of wine at the back of the counter in the kitchen. I was with my ex's mother. There was a loud bang. We both went to the kitchen and this wine bottle had moved to the middle of the kitchen floor and it was still upright. Bear in mind the floor was concrete. If it had somehow knocked over onto its side and rolled off the counter to the floor, it would have smashed. Downstairs I would start to see shadows out of the corner of my eyes. One evening I was alone washing the dishes in the kitchen. There was no door in between the kitchen and the lounge, so I had a view next to me into the lounge. 
Out of the corner of my eye, while washing up, I saw someone walk through the lounge and come to the doorway. I thought it was my ex who had come home, although thinking back, I would have heard the door go. I started talking to him and said, oh, you're home. I got to, how are you, and looked up from the pots and turned towards them. It was not my ex. It was like a giant shadow of a person that took up the entire doorway. It was entirely black. The edges were wafty and like tendrils. It lunged towards me and disappeared. The fear I felt was worse than anything so far. I have never felt instant fear like that again. I looked it up online and the advice I got was to ask it to leave, which I did loudly and clearly, and I don't know if it helped. House 4 I got out of the abusive relationship and managed to get a council flat with my then toddler. Life was much better for me, although not 100%. We basically started from two bags and had to build everything up. I eventually got a bed and a mirror. The mirror was opposite my bed and leaned against the wall. From the bed in the reflection you could see into the hallway. I had some weird stuff happen in that flat, but mostly weird dreams. Google tells me it's astral projection, but it could just be a weird dream. Sometimes I would dream of myself rising up away from myself in bed. Every time, though, there was someone there and the fear caused me to crash back down and wake up like the bubble-bursting feeling in the other dreams in House 2. Once I saw the reflection of my mirror and there was a man stood in my hallway. He was there a few times when this happened. Once there was a little girl sitting cross-legged with her back to me. I tried to interact with her, but she had no face. Once I was very poorly... And this was likely an hallucination, but I was definitely awake. I was in my bed and there was a gap in my curtains. In the gap I saw three demonic type faces looking at me. They were stacked on top of one another, forehead to chin. I just stared at them and they just stared back at me, but I was too ill to do anything and ended up just rolling over and thinking, oh fuck off. My toddler would say she had tea parties with a little girl in her bedroom, but this could have just been an imaginary friend. House 5 I got another council house closer to my family for safety purposes. This was a brand new house. There should have been absolutely nothing and for a while there wasn't. My ex-abuser took his own life. I didn't tell my daughter as she was too young to need to know. A few days after the event, I can't say they are linked but it was weird. In one corner of the kitchen I came home to find a big pile of dead blue bottle flies. I couldn't figure out as to where they'd come from. There was no reason or no place they'd come from. At the same time this occurred, my daughter, who was now five and fully toilet trained, might I add, began having bad nightmares and wetting the bed. She was convinced a man was coming to get her. She hated her bedroom and eventually would start refusing to go in there. She would come to my bed. She never wet my bed. I tried everything, dream catchers, monster spray, teddies to protect her, anything to help her feel reassured at night time. The dreams got worse and she would say she would dream about things like being torn from limb to limb by wolves or her skin being melted off by a dragon, not normal things for a five-year-old. Her acute eczema got significantly worse. We were up at the hospital every week changing bandages and trying different steroid creams. One night I tried my crystals. My dad taught me a communication method where you could hold up a crystal on a chain and ask yes or no questions. I've always been a sceptic of it and think it's the subconscious. Anyway, I asked if someone was there and got a yes. That wasn't the bit that freaked me out, though. I sat cross-legged in the middle of the lounge floor. My leather settee was behind me. My daughter was in bed and the cat was out. 
I literally heard the leather on my settee squeak with pressure as it does when someone sits on it, and then the indent of someone sitting there stayed when I turned to look. I stopped and I've never done the crystal since. On one occasion I was trying to put her to bed and she suddenly horrifically started screaming, saying the man was coming up the stairs and would get us. There was no one there. I completely redecorated her room in an effort for her to like it. I bought all new furniture. At this point in time, I was also in a psychic medium group on Facebook. There was a trend of people posting pictures of rooms and others replying with what they could see or sense. It was all lovely things like grandmothers being there, etc. I had just finished this room and it looked so nice. I posted pictures of it expecting something lovely back. I got comments and several inboxes from different people saying they could see something terrible above her bed. Bear in mind, the place where they said something was above her bed happened to be the same place where directly below in the kitchen we found the large pile of dead flies. Something terrible looking that scared them was apparently the closest you could come to describe it. It was like a dementor or worse looking. I freaked out and ended up contacting the local Catholic church who invited me to pray with them and gave me a personal appointment. I also reached out to other mediums I found on the internet and wanted my house blessed. It didn't matter to me if it was the church or a medium. I found one person who did house blessings for money. I offered him all the money I had and offered to do payment plans etc if it would fix it. I emailed photos of our situation and he emailed back and said he would do a blessing for free of charge as what he could see was apparently so awful that he couldn't let a child live like that. He said there were two portals in the house causing this and he would close them. The same day he did the blessing, my daughter was at school. I never told her about it and he did it from his own home. I never told anyone about it. That same day, she stopped being scared of her room, stopped having nightmares and never wet the bed again. I didn't go to the appointment with the church as it had stopped. We moved in with my boyfriend and had a baby. Nothing happened in this house at all. I lived here for two years with absolutely nothing. House 7 We bought the house after the previous occupant died in the house. The old carpets were still down. He was an old man who had lived there all his life. We put everything into the sale so left things as they were for a while. It's now my son's room and it was clear it must have been his room as there was an indent of a bed in the carpet along with a pull light next to the bed that I've seen old people have. Directly next to the bed outline where you would have had your head was also red staining which I was convinced was a bit of blood but no one else was convinced. My son used to say that something was in his room. In the lounge toys would randomly go off and when I was in bed I would hear kitchen drawers opening and closing even when alone in the house. We began to redecorate and I ripped some wallpaper in the hallway. At the same time I made the first rip. It was like I heard a hey just behind my left shoulder like someone was angry with me. I stopped what I was doing. I sat in the lounge on my own and there was an old 50s fireplace in there. I liked to knit as a hobby and I'd placed my knitting needles on there and also there was some rubbish laying in front of the needles that I was going to put in the bin later. I was sat on the settee and watched as these needles began to roll by themselves. They rolled with enough force to knock all of the rubbish off the fireplace and the needle rolled off onto the ground. I was freaked. I figured he just doesn't like rubbish laying around and made sure I didn't do it anymore. There was freezing cold spots around the house but mostly in the lounge and my son's room. We got enough money together to replace the carpet and it all stopped then. There has been nothing since. 
and we've lived here for a year and a half now with no further issues. We're about to do an extension though, so we will have to see if it annoys the old man if he's still around. Anonymous, it sounds like you went through an an awful lot. And I mean that both paranormally and also personally. But can we talk about the dancing man in the window, please? Because that is so terrifying. What is it about uncanny valley entities, you know? Standing in the window, just the shadow of a man, dancing, waving his arms back and forth, just made me feel really funny and I I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. And again, it's another one of those cases, Anonymous, that I'm happy for you that your nephew validated it. Like, I'm not happy that you saw it. I'm not happy that your nephew saw it. That's not what I mean. But I ha- I'm happy for you that afterwards your nephew was like, oh, that's where the man in the window lives. Because at least you can go, okay, somebody else has seen this. And I wonder if this is just a case, again, of the adults in your life being like, ah, we're just going to pretend that we that we didn't see this because I'm too freaked out and I can't quite explain it. Whereas when you're a child... You don't worry about explanations or you don't worry about what what's rational and what isn't. And we know. We know that kids that have imaginary friends. Look, let's just call it a scientific fact that those friends aren't imaginary friends. That they're ghosts of people who have passed on. Okay, that's what those imaginary friends are. So I'm sorry to anyone out there listening who, if you've ever had an imaginary friend or if your current child has an imaginary friend, it's not imaginary, you're being haunted. You heard it here first, okay? And I wonder if, again, you know, in house number three, you talked about how you moved in with the person that you were in an abusive relationship with and and how the, the, the haunting stuff continued in that house. And from seeing an old man in the closet to a shadow on the stairs to having that feeling of like that awful feeling in your daughter's bedroom and seeing the outline of a demon when you closed your eyes, etc. Like, it sounds like a lot of awful things or a lot of really scary things were happening in that house. And I wonder if partly if it's to do with the energy of that abusive relationship that was, you know, stirring things up. So this man was obviously very abusive towards you. So he was obviously carrying a lot of negative energy and he was putting you in a very horrendously negative situation. So was that stirring up the energy in the house so that things were happening? And it sounds like there was weird poltergeist activity going on, as well as you full on seeing a shadow person that lunged at you. But I'm really glad that you got out of that situation and were able to get out. And even though you kind of got out with nothing, that you were able to get out and start a new life with your daughter. And honestly, I'm not in any Facebook psychic medium groups. Would I like to be kind of? You guys know that I like to visit a psychic every now and then. But I, I I, don't know what I would do. I think I'd probably do the same as you if I put in a picture being like, oh, I've redone my daughter's room, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's inbox me being like, there's something demonic over the bed. I I don't know what I'd do. Probably the same. I'd probably be like, get me, get me a priest out here. Get me somebody. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they believe in. Just get me somebody out here who can fix this for me because I am terrified. And look, it sounds like whatever that person did for you, who did it free of charge, it sounds like whatever it was clearly worked. And you're going to have to let us know if the renovation winds up the old man in the new house that you're living in. I hope it doesn't for your sake. I feel like you've been through enough. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Anonymous for sending in your stories. Remember, today's story came from the 10th of April, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. 
And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.